Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's a ring, 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 two o six, banana phone. Six, 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 three eight, four six. Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? I see that uh, you survived the uh, tsunami. Isn't it in the Bay Area? Yeah, I survived it. I didn't survive my parents calling me at 2 a.m. to warn me that in six hours, a small wave <laughs> might roll up onto the beach. <laughs> well, don't you live on an island? evacuate to, like, the Sierras. Well, don't you yeah, live I on live an in, island? I live on an island inside the bay. The, the tsunami mega scare wave would have to make it through the Golden Gate. And then all the way around the peninsula, or, you know, like, past Alcatraz, around the peninsula... What, up what if, over the beach, and then like across like eighteen blocks to get to my house. Well, what were people thinking that there is going to be like this twenty-five uh, foot tsunami wave that's going to come from an aftershock from the Japanese earthquake? Like, what, why did they think the Bay Area was going to be hit by this tsunami? Because they have devices that test it. I mean, I you know my parents were annoying that they called me, but then I went on to the national organization, whatever, uh, the weather, you know, the, the federal weather site. And it said tsunami warning for your area. Like you should evacuate if you're in a low lying area. Well, didn't some guy get swept out to sea because he was taking photos like somewhere up in like Eureka, like somewhere in Northern California. Yeah. yeah. But that happens all the time when there's no tsunami. It's just it's just media frenzy that they're like, oh, he, there was a guy killed by the tsunami. Well, how many people are swept out to sea taking pictures every you know every month, every weekend? Well, all it, the time. I think it happens all the time. Yeah, exactly. I I think there was like a small like a small wave. I know they closed Ocean Beach for a little while. But oh, I, yeah, Highway One was closed, and that, there was some damage to like some um. Like where they park boats, the marinas, you know, but on the ocean, on the actual other side of the of like the San Francisco Peninsula, uh, but mostly because the water got sucked out, and then like the boats pulled the docks down. Uh, but it, but uh, nothing compares to the the damage extent of damage in Japan. I was just I was just reading some headline on the Chronicle. It said ten thousand people are dead now. What is going on with that? Yeah, no, like I read that article too. Because that was a, that was an extreme uh, acceleration of the death toll. I don't know. If, like <laughs> yesterday, it was a thousand people. I thought it was like five hundred. Yeah, well, then you have to read the article, and the article says, you know, you're like, wow, ten thousand people. They must have found a lot of dead people that they missed in the first count. But then you read the article, 
and it's like the chief of police in this small town just said pulled ten thousand out of his ass while he was making some speech, and then in the very same paragraph that says only four hundred dead people have been confirmed. So you know. And like 500 missing, so they, I don't even think they know for sure. But I read in that same article that a nuclear reactor exploded, and now there might be radioactive are, yeah. waste going in the Pacific. This is where Godzilla came from. Gojira! <laughs> what? You just watch and see what happens. Like Within but, but probably be, the next but... six months, a huge fucking radioactive mutant lizard is going to come out of that water. Well, one day you'll be reading the news and it'll be like, oh, there's a mutant lizard in Japan. You'll be like, oh, that's pretty fucked. And then the next day you're going to wake up and they'll be like, there's 500 mutant lizards, <laughs> says clerk at grocery store. Only it, one has been confirmed. And it killed 20,000 people. But only 500 have been confirmed. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I just wonder, though, after all has been said and done, Japan's rebuilt and everything like that, do you think they will erect a monument, like a statue of like Godzilla for the earthquake, you know. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I I'm just saying if the if it does, you know, end up having like a radioactive mutant lizard that comes out of the water because of all this, and you know they finish, the, they kill the lizard, everything's all settled, they rebuilt Japan. Do you think they'll make a Godzilla statue? Do you still think they'll still have those machines that vend dirty panties? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't get about Godzilla is he is he friend or foe? You never you know, or is he just like one of those crazy drunken friends foe. that you? No, he's not always a foe. Sometimes he's protecting Japan from like Mothra. No, he doesn't like other monsters creeping up on his shit. What it's about like, baby? What about baby Godzilla? No, baby Godzilla is okay. Baby Godzilla <laughs> loves the people. Maybe maybe they'll make a statue of baby Godzilla. I don't know. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I mean, I think Godzilla's maybe just like one of those friends you have that like is like like a big tough guy, and you like him. But sometimes he gets drunk and causes a bunch of fracas, and you so you don't. You're not like, oh, he's smashing shit again. He's too wasted. Well, what was Godzilla supposed to be anyway? And I thought he was an iguana or something. Well, he comes from the sea, and I don't think iguanas live in the sea. They're sea iguanas. I've seen them before. Okay, then in he's the Galapagos Islands, smart guy. <laughs> he's a sea iguana there, Charles Darwin. <laughs> but all I'm saying, what I'm getting to, this is a segue, Wackerly. I think you're completely missing the segue. I think oh, there really? needs to be more 80s pop culture statues, like 80s icon statues in different cities. And the, I'm the, re- for that. the reason I'm saying this is I'm sure you've read about Detroit um, recently debating. There's a debate going on in Detroit whether or not they should build a RoboCop statue. I can't um, even believe they're the still debating it. I mean, once somebody had the idea, it should have been funded the next day, and the sculptor should have started to work. Well, I guess it was started as a, a bit of a joke here. Like, the um, the city planner, his name's Marcel Todd Jr., he tweeted, as I, I guess as just he made this tweet as a, directed at the Detroit mayor, Dave Bing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said uh, the... You know, saying we should erect, you know, a RoboCop statue because that's what the city really needs. And um, all the, these people at this uh, nonprofit, Imagination Station, said, "Okay, let's do this." And they raised mm-hmm. fifty thousand dollars. I would that's have totally be donated for a RoboCop statue. Wouldn't you have donated that? Yeah, maybe I still will. Well, they said uh, they just need fifty thousand. They raised it, and they said it would be a potential tourist attraction for the city. But many Detroit residents. And activists and all this other stodgy folk that live in uh, that wretched city. They say it's a tragic misuse of effort and resources in a city with nearly 20% unemployment. 
But it was fucking donations, so they should shut the fuck up. Yeah. What do they want? They they want a, a statue of Henry Ford, the Nazi? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, a, I, I actually personally, I think RoboComp is a good symbol of the city. And so I found this article here in Slate where someone, uh, the, the writer here actually does propose that why RoboComp is a good symbol about the, uh, for, that, for that city. What does he say? Oh, there's, there's a lot that he says here. But <laughs> you didn't read it, did you? <laughs> no. I, I, I Let me make it. it up. I'll make it up right now. Because, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, the city in, in the movie RoboCop, the city of Detroit, is corrupt. It's got a lot of problems. It's crime-ridden. You know, Detro- Detroit has a lot of crime and corruption and government and problems. But, you know, the other thing that happens in RoboCop is the people get together and make a RoboCop, a robotic cop, <laughs> and they stand up to the problems and they take care of business. Well, That's what Detroit actually, should be doing. Well, actually, as a matter of fact, if you if you saw the movie, RoboComp was created by uh, OCP, and he right. was designed not to kill the evil, greedy corporate executives of OCP. But he still does. He does in the end because the end. he uh, becomes human again, gets his memories, and then That's goes and uh, yeah, unleashes a can of whoop ass on those corporate execs. So it's almost That's like exactly a, what, taking That's a exactly stand. what I said. It's almost <laughs> like taking a stand against. Evil corporations. Maybe the GM corporations. should watch out. But, uh, you know, I, the statue won't fix the city's problems. That's obvious. It's not going to, you know, boost tourism and give people jobs. But it does say something about the place and the plight and the attitude of the people. You know? I, I, want, a, I want a sculpture of Ed 209 also. <laughs> well, he, Ed, I thought he was cooler than Robocop. He just, he just tossed, he was like Godzilla. Like, he just fucked shit up. Did Ed 209 have a speaking voice? I think he had sort of like, halt, criminal, and then he just blew the fuck out of like a bus full of children because he thought they were stealing candy or something. So when a populace enshrines a pop culture icon as a statue, it's in an effort to tie their city with some positive value, such as uh, the Rocky statue at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And that right. was something that was a bit contentious at the time. Some people were against I- that. I went to Philadelphia one time, and they were fat, they had the fucking thing was removed to be like cleaned and polished. I didn't even get to see it. Why heard they took it off the steps anyways, and they moved it to some kind of museum, and then the people oh, did that. Well, the people start bitching, and they moved it back. To, but it's not on top of the stairs at the yeah, Philadelphia. It wasn't there when I went, and I went up the stairs specifically looking for it. And I had to go back. I had to walk past a neo-Nazi demonstration to do it. <laughs> Really? A neo-Nazi demonstration? Yeah, yeah, there was a neo-Nazi de- demonstration and by that little pond by the at the base of the stairs. I remember it distinctly. Wow. Uh, but so RoboCop, though, think about it. I mean, I guess if you th- if you think about it, there's not much positive. There's not uh, there's not many positive aspects of Detroit. I mean, it's no, probably one of the aren't. most dangerous cities, one of the most violent cities in the country. Um, Everything that was good about it now is gone. I mean, they used to have Motown. Now they have fucking Kid Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the, the White Stripes—they're done now. Oh yeah, they're great. Um, <laughs> but musically, I mean, I guess I love okay, the White Stripes. But music is the only thing that Detroit actually even does have, like Eminem, Kid Rock. It's it's the only thing that Detroit has going for it. Because if if you go to Detroit, there are no white people in that city. I mean, I guess there's a couple. But they live on the outskirts, and they live in fear. <laughs> but but if you think about it, that dude, that dude, um, you know who's from Detroit is uh, 
that that uh, the superhero fights against pedophiles. What's his name? He has that show. <laughs> Why don't you just have a seat over there? Chris Hansen. He's Chris from Hansen's Detroit. from Detroit? But he doesn't yep. live in Detroit. No, but his mom still does. I mean, he grew up there. He did, I watched, uh, he did some documentary about it, you know. I can't wait documentary. I can't wait until it comes out that he's a pedophile. You know <laughs> Why don't gonna, I just have a seat over here? You know that's going to happen. But RoboCop, yeah. though, getting back to RoboCop here. RoboCop was, was created to fight the crime and clean up the city. So you think that's a source of inspiration for Detroit. People see that and they say, okay, you know what? Look at RoboCop right there. That's a statue of what Detroit can be. A symbol of hope. But right. I don't know. Um, but he, I, I guess think the he, statue should be him and Chris Hansen standing side by side, <laughs> shaking hands. Well, Chris Hansen, yeah, well, you know, there are a lot of pedophiles there. But, uh, but RoboCop is a character who represents triumph over sad landscape. So I don't know. Maybe they won't end up uh, doing it. But I know right now there's a... Uh, there's a debate going on, but they did raise the money, and it looks like this this dream might become a reality. But what's the pose that they're gonna? Is he gonna have his gun out? That's kind of threatening. But yet, I think cool. he's just gonna have his like. From what I've seen, it's just like his finger pointing, and he's he's holding his. Uh, yeah, I think his gun is holstered. But uh, kind of yeah. lame. I mean, the 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 picture on the front of the box, right, is him with his gun out. That's what it should be. Yeah, you know, I think they should have uh, the dad from the '70s show. Wasn't he the evil guy? I think they should have him kneeling. That's with true. Him. I think they should have him kneeling with RoboCop's gun. gun. I get this. I get the first and the second one confused. Though. Clarence. I think his name is Clarence. I think he should have the gun in Clarence's mouth, <laughs> and then you know, it's it's it says at the end like that. You bitch, Let's clean up Detroit. Dumbass. What is Dumbass. it going to say on the plaque? It's got to have some good quote, right? I can't. You know, I can't even remember any quotes. Neither can I, but I bet you it'll be a cool one. But I think all cities need statues of uh, 80s pop culture icons. You know, I think San Francisco should have a Dirty Harry statue. That would also be cool. Also with the gun out. Also with the gun out. That yeah. would never, that would never ever happen in, they're never going to put a statue of a white man up in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, can you, can you fucking imagine that happening in any universe? No. No, I could never see that either. But I think Dirty a wh- Harry, A white though, vigilante man. <laughs> Vigilante <No>. cop. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think a lot of other cities. So, I, you know, I was thinking about some other cities that could use um, some uh, 80s pop culture icon statues here. New York City, Snake Plissken. Sure. But he could be in L.A. also, Escape from L.A. Yeah, but he was originally Really, the, be- the best one's the New York one. You're right. They You're also right. have Ghostbusters. But it's kind of all four Ghostbusters they could put up. Yeah, I mean New York has a lot of money. They could they could have a couple statues. I could actually see New York doing that. I, mean, I think that's not like uh, I don't think that's that difficult to believe. I could see New York doing that. Um, what about uh, New Jersey putting a statue of Jason Voorhees <laughs> or Tony Soprano? <laughs> Although everybody there already looks like Tony Soprano, so it wouldn't be. Yeah, you know. it probably wouldn't work. Um, Jason Voorhees, yeah, that'd be a good one. But he's more—he's not like in any big city, though. He's off in the country at, at the camp. Well, it was Camp Crystal Lake, but it was, I think it was yeah. based uh, on some camp in New Jersey. Uh, how about this okay. one? Here's obscure. This is pretty obscure. Lumberton, North Carolina, a statue of Frank Dennis Hopper's character from Blue Velvet. Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. You got to be through. kidding me! You've never seen that movie all the way through. 
I've seen bits and pieces as I'd like walk through, you know, the communal living room and everybody's super high and I'm going to do something else. It looked do, do you have like some I'm... anti-David Lynch diatribe that you're about to embark on right now? No, I like, like David Burton. Lynch a lot. Hmm, no, that's a great movie. But I dude. just never got around to it. Oh, maybe I'll watch it th- th- tonight or something. Probably not, though. How about this? Not many people are ever going to get this. Um, Jasper, Missouri was the uh, setting. Is. It was the setting for Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. I could see a statue. Now, would, of, you, uh, would you have, I don't remember his name, but the Patrick Swayze character and the... Uh, Dalton. That, that Dal- What's the other guy's name, though? His partner that comes in. Oh, God. Who was that? Um, the guy who plays uh, the cowboy in uh, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. Um, Sam yeah, Elliott. Back to back. Yeah, Sam Elliott. I always get know. Sam Elliott and Chris Elliott confused. But they're two <laughs> completely different actors, you know, not even and similar Sam, at all. And Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill was, a, was the evil guy, right? No, that was uh, Jackie Treehorn. Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> whatever that dude's name is. Ben Gazzara. Yeah, Ben Gazzara was in that. I forgot about that. He's pretty amazing. I, I think, actually, Roadhouse probably would have been a better movie had Chris Elliott been the grizzled old bouncer that came back to teach, you know, Patrick Swayze, like, you know, how to, how to whoop some ass. Remake, reboot. <laughs> now it's called a reboot. Have you noticed that? Oh, we're rebooting the franchise. Yeah, okay. That always works out well. <laughs> Whatever, guy. Uh, Minneapolis should get a statue of Prince from Purple Rain. Um, yeah, but nobody would see it. It'd be so small. <laughs> <laughs> They'd see the shiny... Where is that uh, statue? You're standing right next to it. Oh, there it is by my toe. Uh, there's another obscure one. Astoria, Oregon should get the Goonies. Uh, do, you know, All of I, them? Well, you know. Or actually, I bet you Oregon probably should get the Twilight Vampire. It seems to be like... Uh, but they're not 80s icons. They're lame 2000s icons. Is and, that in Oregon, that Twilight series? Yeah, Those it's faggot vampires. <laughs> Um, finally here, last one is, uh, Elmer City, Oklahoma. That's where Footloose was set. So you can get some Kevin Bacon statue action going on there. I'm sure they are looking forward to that. How come they never remade that movie? I think they are going to remake that movie. God, you know. They're either remaking that or they're remaking Dirty Dancing or they're remaking both. But I know something like that's happening. Do they remake movies or reboot movies now because people... Or some, either people are too young that they've never seen these movies before, or people are have Alzheimer's now, or have uh, drank so much like uh, processed food, eaten so much processed food that they forgot what these movies were like. I think it's a combination of all three. Yeah. Now, I, in in reality, I think it's because they movies t- are so expensive now, and people don't want to take a chance on an unproven formula. So they'd rather just put a bunch of movie uh, money into a movie that they know worked at one time and they think will work again. And hire some popular actors and it probably would work just fine. Well, God, yeah, they're not going to reboot it with old Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, I'm footloose. <laughs> I'm kicking off my Sunday shoes. Oh, my hip. Oh, I got to sit down for this one. I, I'm not going to be able to dance for this number. I'll wait for the next slow song, though. <laughs> <laughs> More like loose stool. <laughs> um, so I'd like to see Detroit get a RoboCop statue, and I'd like to see Japan, um, you know, recover from this this terrible tragedy, and then build a Godzilla statue, uh, just so I, everybody I can remember it. So we'll see. Or like a Voltron statue. That would be cool. I think they already have a lot of giant robot statues if you search around. Yeah, they probably do. And fuck pillows. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well, somebody think how many fuck pillows were washed out to sea? <laughs> Do you think people were like being evacuated from their home, being like, "I need my fuck pillow." No, she's my, no people. They marry their fuck pillows. So yeah, I mean, it's like a member of the family. They're probably like, there's somebody out there lobbying to have the the fuck pillows that got destroyed added to the body count. Don't you think a fuck? I pillow, really loved her, man. Don't you think a fuck pillow would be a flotation device? Now that you mention it, the fuck pillows fr- probably fared pretty well <laughs> in the giant wave that washed through Japan. So, people, this is episode uh, 268 here, right? 268? I think 268 I think is sick so. and wrong. Yeah. Quick recap of last week's show, 267. We did three stories. Uh, the first story was meth will not save a marriage. And it doesn't. A uh, second story is about a cuckold and his tribal stick. And the third story was a story of a uh, food terrorism by mice. The story that won episode 267 was the meth story where the guy drove around with his wife on the hood of the car. So congratulations there, listener number one. You won episode 267 of Sick and Wrong. Go pat yourself on the back. Uh, People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes and winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. Yada, 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 yada. Um, You can send your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Or submit them via Facebook or the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, before we get to the stories, though, for this week, here's a quick word from our beloved sponsor, Audible.com. You know, Audible should do some kind of like tsunami fundraiser or something. Like every you know nickel of your audiobook goes to like the Japanese Fuck Pillow Foundation or something. You know, save the fuck mm-hmm. pillows. Uh, that'd be nice. Do you have to buy a specific book, like Old Man in the Sea or something like that? <laughs> it doesn't have to 20, be. Like, 20,000 mean... Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> that, now, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. They have over 75,000 titles to choose from. That's a lot of titles. It's almost as many people that died in the tsunami in Japan. Um, every genre, Audible has it covered. Go get a free audio book right now when you when you sign up today uh, there's over a thousand science and tech titles 1100 science fiction fantasy titles uh, just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and uh, just start learning listening and learning because that's what we promote here on sick and wrong So, uh, Wacker, uh, we got some good listener submissions here for uh, this week's show. Let me kick off episode 268 with the first listener submission. Okay, go. Um, This is from uh, Linda from Colorado. She goes, hey, Dean Lance. Uh, This is Linda from Colorado submitting a sick and wrong story of the week. Well, thank you, Linda. Linda, I love you so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Elvis Costello. No, it's a Randy Newman song. Wow, but I, I like your rendition. I like how Linda just likes to overstate the obvious here. It's exactly what you are doing, submitting a sick and wrong story of the week. And a fine story at that. All right. Um, she sub- submitted a story about Laura Hickey here, who was arrested for decapitating her premature infant. It's terrible. That's like abortion, abortion 2000, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like going beyond abortion. A 25-year-old uh, Laura Lynn Hickey went to the hospital on March 2nd. She told doctors that she had just had a miscarriage. I didn't even realize that that's what um, you're supposed to do after you have a miscarriage. Are you? No, you just put it in the dumpster and walk on, live your life. Or flush it down the toilet. 
I, mean, I, I didn't realize that people actually go to the hospital and say, oh my God, I had a miscarriage. Because don't well, they want to see your, evidence? Sometimes your vagina won't stop bleeding if what I've seen in movies is true. Yeah, that's where you get like five tampons. Just shove them up there and then it's all good. But they're really absorbent <laughs> kind. Do you shove them in like a train or do you shove them in like Slimer eats hot dogs in the Ghostbusters movie? More like, uh, yeah, like a competitive eater, like Slimer. You just kind of <laughs> use, you tape them together. So there's like six. So it's like one big master Godzilla so tampon. So you're making you a big, in there. a large di- diameter Uber tampon, not a really long tampon. No, yeah. It's a, it's like, uh, yeah, it's a Uber thick uh, tampon. So asked where the dead child was. Uh, she said he was at home. Investigators indeed found the tiny baby at Hickey's home. But the state in which they found him suggests this was anything but a miscarriage. Miscarriage of justice. Um, <laughs> specifically, the infant's head had been cut off with a knife and its remains stuffed in a container under the sink. Best its use. head had been cut off with a knife. She, she went into detail here about um, to detectives about what happened. Apparently... Um, she just likes just to spell out the details here. I'm not much of a, an alibi creator. Uh, she says uh, she told detectives she used a serrated kitchen knife to cut off her prematurely born baby's head. Um, she said she didn't think the newborn would live and didn't want him to suffer. So she snipped off his head Plausible. and uh, stuffed him in a plastic container under the kitchen sink. She didn't want anyone, particularly her mother, to know that she had the newborn. She said she knew for a while that she was pregnant but wasn't sure for how long when she developed severe cramps and gave birth on a bathroom toilet. You probably didn't know this, Wackley, but uh, I was a toilet birth. Really? Yeah. It was a technique in the 70s. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> it's like, you know, they were doing underwater births. My mom just did right the, in the toilet? My mom did the toilet birth, yeah. Now, was she hovering or full seat, uh, ass on seat? No, they give you like, uh, what are those called? Like, um, you put stirrups. Like your stirrups, uh-huh. you're in the toilet, you got it right down there, and it just kind of you slide out, mudslide right into the toilet. And it's just. I could, can I still get some of those stirrups, like on eBay? You probably can find the old. Uh, it, you know, they abandoned the technique after a while. I think it's because uh, the baby would fall into the drain and your head would be kind of deformed. You know how that's why I have like a bit of a cone in the back? Yeah. But I think that's because my mom was trying to flush me. Do um, they <laughs> do they get you out with like the plunger? Or I guess that would push you through. <laughs> just gotta plunge me back up if I went down yeah. too far. Yeah. Right. That probably worked. Well, um so this was a toilet birth. I think there's gonna be a lot of babies this day and age born in the toilet. Seems like uh yeah. did don't they have a whole show about toilet births on MTV? I think they have a whole show about should have been a toilet birth on MTV <laughs> called Teenage Mom. But so he yeah, can... no, com- combination of, you know, bad economy, people can't afford the, the proper prenatal care, and then people, women are just more fat. So, so they, they don't, don't realize they're pregnant. they're pregnant. They just think it's yeah. like, yeah, like um, shitty french fries or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Hickey said she grabbed the newborn out of the toilet and saw that he was trying to take a breath and heard a gurgling sound. I think it was kind of like something like this. Wait, let me see. I'll, I'll try to do my best uh, example. All right. Oh, stop shitting on me. Oh. <laughs> I think it sounded like that. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Aquaman. Maybe it was the birth of Aquaman. Dude, I bet you the baby, the baby was just like, God, this sucks. Yeah. 
Um, after cutting the after cutting the newborn's head off, and this is kind of bizarre. She named him Caleb Jacob Hickey. Uh, she mm-hmm. later she told police after that she cleaned the knife, put it back in the drawer, cleaned the area, and put the infant under the sink, and then started screaming for help. Does when you cut a pre mature baby's head off, does it just bleed like profusely, or is there very, is it just a little little bit of blood? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think it just shoots out like an Evil Dead movie or something, like spraying blood everywhere. Like, uh, what he's probably got like only one pint of blood in his little baby body. Well, the baby is only twenty one weeks into his development. So what? What is that? Like second trimester? It's like five five, what, five months in a week. So it's it couldn't be that big of a it's baby. Halfway, a little over halfway through. Yeah, I think that's it, it can be pretty big at that point. Well, I guess I, I just don't see um, you know that much that much blood. Think about that fetus in two thousand one. It was like the size of the sun. That would yeah. have a lot of blood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just <laughs> I, I don't true. know. I just wonder though. What what else are you supposed to do with a miscarriage? I mean, I guess you know police are charging her with murder here, and uh, first degree murder, assault. But and, it was, uh, this is the thing. It wasn't a miscarriage. It was a premature birth. It was alive. A miscarriage is a dead baby falls out of your vagina. They give abortions in the second trimester. It didn't so, come out of her vagina. It was an, it was a live birth. You I guess it, I guess the baby was living when it came out. Um, I Once don't know. Once you pass through the wonder walls, <laughs> is that what that <laughs> song was about? What was that band called? Oasis, and I think that song yeah. was about a uh, if once you a pass sloppy through the wet walls, vagina. Once you pass through the Wonder Walls, your legal status is severely modified. You are a person. She murdered a person. And uh, and oh, did she murder this person. Just cut his head right off. Man, it's probably well, the best. Well, little one. tiny head. If, if you ask me, I think she's doing it. If you ask me, I think she's doing the world a favor. Um, they found a lot of methamphetamine on this woman. So do we really need another deformed meth baby walking around? Meth mom is generally not a good mom. No, I don't, I don't think so either. So, I don't know. But anyway, um, on the second wrong star scale, I'm going to give this a higher rating just because she gave the baby a name after she snipped its head off. You know, it's like, do you think she was just holding the head like Hamlet held the, the his father's skull? Or it was just looking at it, it as like, I deem thee Caleb Jacob Hickey. <laughs> And then took another. Do you do you hold the head and snip the body off, or do you hold the body and snip the head off? I don't know. I wonder how she did it. Do you think she? Yeah, I wonder if she just held it by the head and just and just kind of sliced it like samurai slice. I don't know. Like or it sounds to me that she just kind of sawed it off like on the table. I'm gonna give this a five star. It's kind of gnarly. Uh, I give it a five star also. Meth mom murders premature baby. Meth baby. I think there's blood all over the place. I think there's blood from her wonder walls. I think there's blood from the baby's head. I do admire her for going and reporting herself, though. I don't. I think she's. I think she divulged too many details. Now look <laughs> at her, murderous. What do you have here for episode two sixty eight? who sent this in i think you sent it to me and then i cut it off but whoever sent it in can email if they win and we'll send them the care package eric mejia 
is accused of working for a gang who impersonated police officers so they could kidnap and rob drug traffickers along the East Coast. So he's a criminal, but he's not a drug trafficker, but he kidnaps drug traffickers. He's like Dexter, but with drug traffickers. Sort of, with drug traffickers. In 2008, the gang uh, are accused of setting up a fake police roadblock and kidnapping a drug dealer. So that that's the, this is a specific case that they are accused of, although police think that they did this kind of shit all the time. Isn't a roadblock like doesn't that imply like you you have barricades and you know a couple of different? I mean, do they drive around in police cars or the outfits? It's gonna, it seems elaborate. I'll get into that, but it seems like this happened in, in Mexico, right? But I don't think it did. I think it happened in New England, like around New York State. So I don't know how you set up a roadblock and the cops don't catch on. Really or quickly. somebody like I mean, another civilian would come by and be like, yeah. well, "This is peculiar." Or RoboCop doesn't show up. Whoop some ass. New York, the New York Daily News reported that New York Police Department detective, so I guess it's New York City jurisdiction, uh, this detective Therone Eugene of the Drug Enforcement Administration. So does he work for the DEA or does he work for NYPD? I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. But he says that the crew placed a bag of onions over the head of one of the male victims to ad- induce him to reveal the location of narcotics. Wow. Now so that's the, inventive. I've never heard of that. What, what a bag of onions This guy is an do. onion torturer. The bag <laughs> is filled... Of, it's not just onions, because like, <laughs> if you put your head in a bag of just like whole onions, you might get some bruises if they shook it around. But Wouldn't they, you just these cry? Were, well, these were cut up onions. Yeah, so I it, bet you he was crying profusely. It's not just crying. It's, there's so many, and like you cry when you cut an onion in a well-ventilated room, right? When you're making your salsa, your homemade salsa that, that you're so famous for, D's, D D Simon's salsa. homemade famous salsa. What is it's the secret good. ingredient there? I'm, I'm not divulging my secrets. I mean, it might eventually. You add? In my sick and wrong cookbook, I might that's coming out eventually. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I, I might put a, a salsa recipe or two in there. Okay, you have multiple salsa recipes. Yeah. Well, when you, you're cutting up your onions for your salsa recipe, like you're crying. I mean, for your lost youth also, but you always say it's the onions, um, even in a well-ventilated room. But if imagine you took, like, 15 onions and cut them up and put them in a bag and now shove your head in the bag and cinch it around your neck. Like, you'd think you were dying. It says it simulates, uh, well, asphyxia. the victim experience, uh, experiences a form of asphyxiation. I don't know if you could actually die. Uh, or if you just feel like you're gonna die, well, we could, I think, te- we could do a test. I don't think you'll ever get the smell out. Would Remember that suck? when, Chris- yeah. Remember when Christopher Hitchens got waterboarded? Oh yeah. Like he volunteered to be waterboarded because he wanted to see what it's like. I I think we should do that. We should put your head in a bag of onions and and see what happens. See how long I can take yeah. it. Or next show. Yeah, I don't know. We could advertise it like that you were going to put your head in a bag of onions, and we could put it on YouTube. It'd be it'd be such publicity. I th- I actually think a, a fan should volunteer for this. YouTube tape it, and we'll put it on the website because <laughs> I, I'm never going to be able to get the smell out. Right, but if it's a fan, then we don't know if it's a controlled environment. There could be camera tricks. I think we should do it to you. Yeah, I disagree. Right, I say well, we I'll rock paper you. scissors. Week, I'll convince you. I'll, I'll convince you over the week. I would almost do the rock, paper, scissors just thinking that 
50-50 chance I would take it just to see you <laughs> shove your head in a bag of onions for five minutes. I just want to know, where did this guy come up with this torture technique? I've never heard of it. Not even the Chinese or the Vietnamese people did it to, to U.S. soldiers. Like, who came up with the, the onion bag technique? Well, the, the Vietnamese, if you watched, you know, Missing in Action Part 2, I believe, they had the better thing where they put your head in a bag of live rats. Actually, yeah. that you're the, hanging the, upside down. And then Chuck Norris bit one. the head off the fucking rat. Badass. Fucking badass. Like, I bet you Chuck Norris would have eaten all the onions and then burped in the guy's faces afterwards. <laughs> just a loud How's belch. it going, guys? Uh, Chuck fucking Norris. And then like yeah. just everybody just passes out from like that massive onion influx. Right. Um, where was I? Well, here's what happened. They the gang would pretend to arrest a drug dealer in a car stop by using fake badges so they pretended to be police officers and a car fitted with police lights. How believable would that be? I mean, I'm imagining like the low rider from Up in Smoke, but then it just has co- <laughs> it just has cop lights on the top. I'm not buying that for a second. Do you think it had I don't even actually know if this shocks. guy's Mexican. It's just going up I don't up even and know down. if he's Mexican. He could be Puerto Rican or like he could be Filipino, he could be Dominican, but I'm just going to assume that Mejia He could be Mexican. Jewish for all you know. His last name is Mejia. Okay. Not so Mejia Stein. Mejia Berg? No. The gang returned to Queens, that's where they live, Queens, with $35,000, the court paper said. Although they, uh, you know, we think that they're great with the onion thing, but you know, they also use, they have the traditional methods down, too. They, they do use the traditional mes- methods of beating, squeezing testicles with pliers, and mock, dr- and mock drownings. The cut onion method also proves, proved successful. I think the testicle squeeze would be worse for me. But the onion thing leaves no marks, which is always a good thing. Like, yeah, but if someone was a- going to say, okay, you better give me the money. You got two choices. Here's a onion... Bag of onions over your head, or I'm going to really squeeze the fuck out of your balls. What do you choose? Onions, obviously. I, I would do onions. <laughs> I don't think they give you the choice. Maybe they do both at the same time. I think they have a but big wheel thing. that they spin. It's just like, what's it going to be? Onion bag. Uh, what's it going to be? Oh, we're going to let you go. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Onion bag. <laughs> Time for the showcase showdown. Uh, but the thing is, you got to think that lots of people are squeezing the balls with pliers. This guy has notoriety. You know, if you're you're down at the criminal hangout, ice cream bar, or whatever, and like, oh yeah, you know that that guy who squeezes your balls with pliers, and you're like, oh Jose, no, 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 the other guy. Oh, oh, oh you mean uh, Eduardo? No, 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 the other guy with the really big pliers. <laughs> when they say, <laughs> when they say the guy who puts your head in a bag of onions. They're like, oh, yeah, Eric. And you're yeah. like, yeah, that guy. I bet you everybody knows that guy by that first name. It's just the onion man. feared in the barrio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they reported the onion trick was used during a home invasion in Georgia. This is an additional time it was used. That yielded 77 pounds of cocaine and $100,000 in cash. God, that is an That's effective technique. That's like nearly, I guess, half my weight in cocaine. That would take me a while to get through. It's terrible, yeah. Although I bet you I could dole it out to sluts in in a pretty quick amount of time. God, that is a lot of blow. Yeah, you'd probably get a lot of ass. You just have a big whore party, a hoe party <laughs> at your house. It's blow everywhere like Scarface. I don't think I would survive it. I yeah, think it no. would be dead by the end of the weekend. I think your nose would be um, more red than it is right now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and that's just from boozing. 
there's nothing more to say about this story. Uh, the dude, is, you know, he's just a cog in this bigger gang that that's had like a hundred robberies in several states. He's actually being held on a murder charge. You know, he didn't murder somebody's onions, but he did. A, he did another murder. But this is just color, color, color for the case. To be I must honest. say, I am duly impressed. If I was a drug kingpin, I would want the Onion Man working for me. This guy is yeah. a badass. This is a perfect henchman. Inventive, totally creative, um, effective. Thinking on his feet. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would definitely. If I had, if I had a drug operation, I would want a guy who was, who was, could come up with torture techniques at work, and especially right. ones that don't involve. There's no chainsaw. There's no blood. There's no murdering relatives. It's just I'm gonna shove your head in a bag of onions. Yeah, right. and I mean, and just thinking about it, just conceiving the the smell and how many times I'd have to shampoo my hair to get it out. <laughs> Give me the support. You could, but you could branch out. You could like, you know, jalapeno. Put your finger in a jalapeno seed and then rub it on the dude's eye. Yeah, I bet you Stuff people like have that. done that before. Right. He's right. I'm. You know, I'm gonna give this a four point five. I'm going to give it a four, yeah, for originality. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't even have to what kill is he the guy. Do pri- <laughs> they probably won't let him work in the kitchen in prison. <laughs> <laughs> he could probably orchestrate a prison riot with just like an onion and a carrot. The onion riot of 2011. A green pepper. A day that will live in infamy. The third story here we received for episode 268 comes from Gentle Ben. I just added the gentle. I don't know if he's gentle or not. His name's Ben, though. Wasn't that a bear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's a bear. He might be a bear that can type. He says, hey, Jews and Gentiles, check out this guy. He thinks it's cool to rape and sexually abuse the elderly. He's currently on trial for doing terrible things to 17 elderlies. I like that term, elderlies. He raped old women and men. Think about this. You survive everything in life. Throws You survive everything in life. And then uh, you even avoid being put in a, uh, in a home or a hospital. And then some big black bloke fucks you. And fucks your whole life up. <laughs> He's trying to blame his ex-partner for framing him and his own son for being the rapist. He's a pretty sick and wrong cunt. Yes? Yes, Ben. He is a sick and wrong cunt. But we'll find out why. Yeah. What if I enjoyed it, though? Yeah, because the, the first time you've life, had ass in a long I found out I was time. gay for Big Black Cock. Yeah, you know, I wonder how many... I bet you, like, at least... Uh, what is it? They say one in ten. I bet you, like, at least... If he raped 17, I bet you at least one guy, maybe two, was just maybe like... Two. Dude, that was actually pretty rad. I'd love for it yeah. to happen again. I wish I would have known about that earlier, like in my <laughs> 50s. Before, you know, before the age of 88. A Night Stalker <laughs> accused Delroy Grant told police, don't bother with fingerprints, I always wear gloves. Now there's some arrogance. Um, <laughs> the 53-year-old initially refused to discuss the alleged sex attacks on frail and vulnerable pensioners in their 80s after his arrest. But he made the gloves comment after being booked booked in by a desk officer. Um, he told the uh, cop, saying, "I don't know why you're bothering. I always wear gloves." And that indeed was the, this the position. This happened in the UK. I uh, mm. don't remember the town, but this, yeah, it's a UK story. Uh, this guy is uh, Jamaican, actually. There's mm. a lot of those over there, West Indian people. I'd really like to work in a impression of Winston Churchill being raped by a black, black Jamaican man, but I don't think I can pull it together. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It is. It is. It is that, 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 I don't know if stuff like that happens on daytime podcrafting. 
Nighttime podcrafting, you'd be yeah. busting out the Churchill. Uh, maybe I don't know. I wouldn't mind hearing like a Gordon Brown impression. I can't. Maybe I, I have done a Gordon Brown before, but I can't do it now. Or it's Keith Richards isn't Keith Richards like a pensioner these days? I think this is sort of meta. <laughs> just describing what impressions would be funny is just as funny as doing it. As doing the impression, yeah, I think that might work. But the, don't don't <laughs> forget about a, one of the Beatles. <laughs> They're old now. <laughs> what about one of the dead Beatles? I think that'd be even better. <laughs> um, but you know what? Don't forget, this guy raped men and women. So uh, we got Margaret Thatcher in there. Maybe Helen Mirren. The only female <laughs> British accent I can do is the Monty Python in drag. Now, <laughs> now that might work. That's like meta on top of meta. Like I'm a... Michael Palin being fucked by a black man, but I'm playing a woman. It's all confusing. <laughs> So uh, the defendant here was almost always wearing gloves and none of his fingerprints were recovered from any of the scenes of the burglaries. He covered his tracks. He's an expert elderly rapist. I mean, the, the man definitely knows what he's doing. He knows how to rape an old person and get away with it. And he knows about gloves. And I'm gloves. always surprised that more clip criminals don't know about gloves. Yeah, I don't know. It, it makes me think that... Uh, most well, I mean, I think our show is evidence that most crimes aren't well thought out. No, crimes um, of passion. Yeah, well, crimes of passion, crimes of stupidity. Whereas right. uh, this crimes guy is stupidity. like, you know what? I'm going to continue fucking old people for years to come. So he's going to be like Dexter about it. Clean up his trunks. So uh, Grant is a dad of seven. He tried to blame these sickening crimes on one of his sons. He says, <laughs> "Thanks, Dad." <laughs> he says, "I don't want to fit anyone up." Uh, when he asked what he meant, um, he told the detective, "Have you thought about my son, Delroy Jr.? He lives in the right area, and he's the same height as me." <laughs> what What would you rather your father be if I uh, if you were Delroy Jr. here? Would you rather your father be a pedophile or a granny rapist? Granny rapist. Then a pedophile. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. I mean, I think both are kind of. I mean, both are just sinister and horrible, but um, the pedophile is just un- inexcusable. But this well, guy... Plus, if he if he's a pedophile, it's probably meant it, at some point he diddled you. Yeah, that's right? true. And, but then, and if he's going the other direction, then you have to worry about that. Well, so you wouldn't care that Grandpa got fucked? Not that much. <laughs> My Grandpa was kind of a dick. <laughs> uh, Grant is accused of carrying out a campaign of rape and robbery over a 17-year period in and around South London uh, between 92 and 2010. He is said to have subjected his victims, both men and women, to humiliating and degrading sexual assaults after breaking into their homes. Um, he told an 88-year-old man that he allegedly sexually assaulted that they were still good friends after the act. Uh, the man had prayed for a quick death when the accused broke into his house <laughs> and made him undress. Could you imagine as an old guy, you know, you're like in your 80s, you probably uh, just drank some scotch. And the, the worst thing to possibly hear when you discover an urban breaking into your home is Ooh. get undressed. Because it's like not only are you about to get robbed, you don't really have much anyway, but then the guy's like, get naked. It's yeah. got to be the worst thing to hear. I couldn't even imagine. Probably drop. Where do you keep your lube? (laughs) I'm not really going to use lube. I was just kidding. Uh, Grant indecently assaulted him and stole 60 pounds in cash and his bank card. On his way out, he touched the victim, rubbed his shoulder, and said, "I just want you to know we're still good friends." 
And then he <laughs> then he broke into that James Taylor song, just call out my name. <laughs> you know wherever I am, I'll come running <laughs> to rape you again. <laughs> you the song's about down, rape. You, you had to write those lines down, didn't you? I did actually. I went from you don't, you, don't, you don't have the James Taylor songs memorized. I know that. No, but I sometimes I wish you'd sing it to me, but you never do. <laughs> Once again, if this was a nighttime podcast, I would be, but it's not. It's you know that song is about raping Carol King, right? Uh, yeah. The other one, "Fire and Rain," is about his girlfriend dying in a horrifying plane crash. I thought that was about herpes. And herpes. It's about both things. <laughs> it's multi-leveled. Allegory. Um, in another attack here, Grant pushed a 78-year-old woman to the ground and raided her home. But then afterwards, he helped her up and helped her into her lounge and uh, gave her a drink of water. Ah, he's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde character. Well, he's sometimes a considerate. He's nice and sometimes he's a raping. Well, he's a considerate rapist. That's what the the woman, the victim here, describes him as being very considerate and polite. She asked him when he knocked her to the ground. He took her purse, took the notes from the purse, searched the bag that the victim. Uh, the victim then asked him. To help her get up, he did, and uh, she asked if she could sit in the lounge, so he helped her into the lounge. So, I mean, he is a considerate man. I mean, yes, he does rape old women, but uh-huh. he also, you know, helps them. So, maybe he's now were any that. of these old women dressed provocatively? <laughs> Aren't all old people dressed provocatively? Helen Mirren wears those bikinis, you know. Yeah, that's true. Rape fodder, right there. Yeah. Um, before leaving the property, Grant allegedly wiped this woman's hands and fingernails down. Uh, he said uh, he is aware of developments in forensic science. I blame this probably on those television programs like CSI. CSI Scunthorpe. Yep. Uh, he was eventually arrested after a police surveillance team watched him flee the home of a wheelchair-bound 86-year-old widow in Shirley. For some reason, he abandoned the break-in. Officers followed him and detained him after midnight. He claimed that he had just been out trying to buy cannabis. But what they found when they uh, searched his car, they revealed a flashlight, a crowbar, fleece, a woolly hat that was linked to the burger- burglaries. He was also wearing two pairs of jeans, two pairs of boxer shorts, three T-shirts, mm. and shoes without socks. Um, garments- what does this all have anything to do with anything? He's well, just layered up for some reason? He was wearing garments he stole that the could clothes? be... No, his garments that could be removed and replaced. So he can go oh. rape an old person and then He's just... He's a crafty criminal. Yeah, just change out of the clothes that are covered in like old people rape juice and then just put on oh. the new outfit and just go on his merry way. Or even the description, they could say, you know, black man in a green sweatshirt and, and blue jeans and then he rips off the blue jeans and he has brown jeans and a, and a purple sweatshirt on. Yeah, no, this guy is this guy is definitely he's on it. He knows Man. what he's doing. Jamaican this guy, the nor- the normal cops are not going to work. We're going to we're going to need to call in RoboCop on this one. For sure, this guy's a criminal mastermind. A Jamaican born Grant came to England when he was 12. He spent much of his time looking after his wheelchair-bound second wife, Jennifer, who was 73 years old. But this was actually a girlfriend situation, a consensual, <laughs> loving sexual relationship. I don't know how. I was just making that up. I don't know how old she is. But yeah, no, this was the oh. second wife. She was wheelchair bound. I bet you that is what gave him the fetish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's into that. But 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 think about it though. When you when when we're going to, this is a, a terrible story. It's obviously a five star. But when rating the story, the guy not only raped elderly women, he raped elderly men. I don't know. And, and I'm thinking, 
Is it worse that he was raping old people versus raping, like, you know, a child? <laughs> what about just raping people his own age? Well, at least young people have a too, fighting right? chance, you know? And children can repress the memories. It's like an old person. <laughs> you're going to be living in fear. You're never going to leave your house. Old people can repress the mem- memories. It's called dementia. Yeah, I guess actually, yeah, old people get dementia, so they're, they're going to forget about it. Yeah. Like, what happened yesterday? It was great. I don't know. <laughs> Did you, what about when you got raped? Oh, it doesn't ring a bell. But why does my ass hurt? I don't know. <laughs> Her ass probably hurts just from being old. Yeah, constipated. Actually, you know, if you think about it, I bet you the, you know, he might remove the blockage. So it might be a good thing. Yeah, how different is being raped than having, like, the orderly stick his finger up your ass and pull out the impacted feces? All right, you know, wackily, you convinced me. I think it's better to rape old people than to rape younger people or people your own age. I'm I'm going to detract the point here. Well, I mean, think about this. Think about what's the biggest complaint that old people have? Constipation. No, that nobody pays attention to that. <laughs> and when somebody's raping you, they're paying a lot of attention to you. And, and they, they're, you're their love interest. So think right. about it. You have somebody. I wonder if this guy was considerate enough after raping the old man, if he sat down and listened to a couple war stories or something. Yeah. You know? Just, he really should. <laughs> it's just like, we're still good friends. You know, or, come back. you know, about kids today or the price of a loaf of bread yeah it's like you don't even want to go call your grandfather on the phone and say hi you know so i bet you this guy that comes in and occasionally rapes him i mean at least he has a companion someone to talk to i don't think yeah they could talk about how how much better the footballers of the past were than these high-priced you know david beckham fags of today exactly exactly yeah um you know what I'm, i'm going to subtract I was going to give this a five star, but now I'm going to take a point back. I'm going to give this a, or I'm going to take half a point back. 4.5. That's what I'm giving this one. I'm going to give it also 4.5. Because, 4.5. you know, when it's all said and done, he is <laughs> violating these old people sexually. Yeah, but he's spending and that, time and with I'm, them. And I'm going to come clearly down on the side that says, on balance, it's a bad thing. Probably. It's terrible, but he is spending time with these people and making them feel loved. So he I'm, is, but the bad slightly outweighs the good. Let it does. It does in this one. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say. People, go vote. Signalonpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 268. Well, Wankily, we got a few phone calls here and uh, an email I kind of wanted to get to. So before we get to all that, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com? Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners, looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Go to adamandeve.com and enter the coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off just about anything, six free adult DVDs, free shipping, and an extra bonus gift. Go to adamandeve.com for all your sexual needs. They sell dildos, vibrators, butt plugs, strap-ons, cock rings, anything your perverted little mind can imagine. And remember coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E, like your stepdad used to do to you while mom was asleep. So, Wanker, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, Let's uh, play call number one. Hi, Sick and Wrong. This is Fallon from the East Coast. I'm going to try to keep this 
short. I'm timing myself. Um, <laughs> I've been drinking Sky Vodka tonight, and I'm a little, I'm a little tossed. But um, I wanted to tell you guys a story. I love drunk girls. Sorry, mm-hmm. because I know how much you guys like shit. <laughs> so a little too what? much. But <laughs> what? I had this. <laughs> Uh, it's happened like two months ago. This guy that I was dating, he came over. It was our second date, and he went into the bathroom, and uh, he came back out like two minutes later, and he was like just standing there, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to go home because you probably have to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't have to get up early. You know, stay over. <laughs> and um, he was like, well, you know, Whatever, he didn't want to stay, but I finally convinced him, and he was like, okay, I'm going to be right back, and he fucking hauled ass out of my apartment. <laughs> Could you just hear that sound? of like, I'll be right back. <laughs> Car starting. <laughs> just taking off. <laughs> Have yeah. you ever done that, actually? Have you ever spent the night over at a girl's house and just, you know, or had, fucking had diarrhea or something and just totally blew out, blew up her toilet? And then you're like, well, what do I do now? And there's no matches. I clogged her toilet, and I got to, like, kind of be like, don't go in there, baby. Stay outside. Don't go in there. Yeah, you just have to own up to it and be like, oh, that Indian food we ate did not agree with me, and I'm having problems. I would I would make an excuse and go home. I mean, I, I, what else can you yeah, say? If you have serious diarrhea, you don't have time to go home. You're going to have to shit in her toilet. God, God, there's nothing worse. I don't think... I mean, I've had to shit before. I think... I don't remember what comedian did a whole bit about how a dude would like just go to great lengths to camouflage any kind of sound. Like he'll turn on the water, he'll sing, you know, it's like, I, I, I mean, I'll cover my tracks. Like with each turd that comes out, I'll light a match, you know, trying to like camouflage the odor and, and, and you got to do it quick. You can't just like sit there and be in the bathroom for 15 minutes. Uh, you know, I'm obviously I'm excluding if you're sick, but I'm just saying if you have to like shit, you have to do, it's, it's a, a, a quick operation. You got to go yeah. in there. Do it and then get out before she suspects that you shit because she thinks you're think just you taking make, a piss. I think you make the mistake that a lot of guys make in thinking that, like, we as men don't really want to think about a girl shitting. It's like, oh, you know, it's not womanly, it's not feminine to have a big stinky turd. But I don't think girls necessarily think that way about guys. I don't think do they're like, think oh, he, he had a smelly BM. I'm not into him anymore. I don't think girls think like that. Do you think girls are turned on by like the virile no, BM? I, I didn't I didn't say they're <laughs> turned on. I just said I don't think they're necessarily as turned off as a guy might be. I could see Wackily impressing his lady. Baby, I'll be right back. Newspaper under the arm. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just walking into the, into the throne. With I, my I, pipe. Dude, I think if you hooked up with a girl second month or first month you don't want her to know that you just fucking totally just busted out a huge brown shark in her toilet second month of hooking up are you Did kidding you me one month or something i'm not i'm not using her bath or abusing her bathroom like the in second, the second month. month no i'm gonna what? like i'm i'm going to I'm if i can't take a net, if i can't take a big healthy smelly dump in her bathroom by the second month the relationship is not working out they said she said they were dating. They weren't actually together. They're dating in the dating stage. I don't take a dump in my girlfriend's house. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm too self conscious about it. <laughs> I think you're too self conscious. And and I mean, there's there's first week of dating. There's second week of dating. There's second month of dating. Second month of dating to me Means. is brown town. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happened here. 
This guy just totally was like, I'm out of here. You must have just blew apart that bathroom. Him like 15 minutes later, and dude's like, Yo, you're gonna think this is so funny. And when people say that, they like preface what they're saying. I probably pronounced that wrong, sorry. Um, <laughs> with you're gonna think this is funny, it's usually kind of fucked up, whatever they're gonna say. So he's like, I uh, the reason I left is because you didn't have any toilet paper in your bathroom, <laughs> which is true because I was moving the next day, and he was like. <clears throat> He was like, I, I tried to, you know, I had to take a dump, and I, I left your apartment because I was trying to make it to the gas station. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And he's like, but, yo, wait, I didn't, I didn't make it to the gas station, and I shit myself. So, yeah, second date, the guy shits himself. Oh, second but, um, date, see? I'm still okay. dating him, so I don't know what that says about me, but... What? I'm not sure if that would be a deal-breaker for you guys or not. So, anyways, uh, I love the show, and I love both of you guys. Uh, D, I love you. I think you're hot, and uh, Wackerly, she must I think be retarded. Hot, so I'm looking incredibly hot too. So, anyways, peace. Oh, maybe she's all right. <laughs> you think she'd love me if I took a shit in her bed, in her face? Um, <laughs> so I, mean, you I don't think it's fucked. I mean, the people have the trots. I mean, this is a fact of life. You're gonna you're gonna dump some like the perfect dude because he has like a bad food experience. But Come you on. don't know if he's the perfect dude. This is second date. The guy fucking shits himself. I don't know. Right, but I you're mean, not going to know if he's the perfect dude if you dump him because he shits himself. Because you, you, I would be embarrassed if I was her. That like, oh my, I can't believe I didn't have toilet paper, and this guy had to like shit himself because I didn't have toilet paper. What was she doing? She's drinking. All, she's getting drunk, and she doesn't have toilet paper. Don't girls like wipe their vagina down? After yeah, like I don't, I don't understand. Like I thought, all she's girls, just shaking like, it off. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But you know what? I think maybe your theory is right. It's like girls maybe more have have more empathy. For a dude shitting than a so guy would you, does with a girl let's, let's turn the tables. I just want to ask you this question. Let's say you're dating a girl. Maybe she's not, like, obviously the girl of your dreams, but she's pretty cool, and you're finding out if you like her. And you don't have any toilet paper, and she has diarrhea, and she leaves, and she's trying to get home or to a gas station, and she shits herself. You're going to dump her because that happened? Did you use dump without, like, a pun intended? <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> recognize Um, You know what? Actually, to be honest, no, I wouldn't. I'd probably laugh about it and bring it up. Oh yeah, definitely. many many occasions, especially when we're out to eat and with their friends. But yeah, I don't think I would. I think I, you know I'm mature enough not to. But I'm just saying, in that situation myself, I would have done what that guy did. I would have left. He had I'm, to shit in her toilet paper. It wasn't. A, am I going to shit in her no bathroom? Paper, it's a, am no. I going to shit? What are you going to do? I would use some some soap and water. You know, no toilet paper isn't like the you know a complete like uh, <laughs> calamity here. It's like this guy's saying, so gonna, what can gonna, I do? You're going to take a soupy, nasty Indian food dump. There's shit all over your ass because the splashback. There's no toilet paper. And then you get in her shower? <laughs> Is that what yeah. you do? Yeah. I, I would get in the shower and then just totally just you know wash my ass with some soap. Do you make then... sure all the, like, the, cl- the hang-ons, the cling-ons are pushed down the drain with your toe or what? Well, the, the problem is, Wackley, I don't want Klingons when the girl's trying to toss my salad. And that's what I do by the Nobody second date, that. by the way. By the second date, there's better be salad tossing or you're getting dumped, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, do uh, call number two. Hey, second wrong. For some reason, I can't even leave a recording. But anyways, I remember a long time ago, you guys had a show that discussed... Bad people to trip with. 
It's probably that Salvia show, I think, was it? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. And I think I just had the worst trip, buddy, I have ever done anything with. I'm sure there's some graphically worse out there. But anyways, uh, it's, it's called The Beast. If you're anywhere in northeastern, southwest, or northeastern South Dakota, southeastern North Dakota, you know, it's The Beast. It is the shit. Wait, wait, is this dude still high? <laughs> is he still tripping? Because I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time following him. I think he, I yeah. think he's calling us right after the trip. But this is like the coming down stage when you and call. He's in the wrong. nostril of Abraham Lincoln at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> what, what is he saying about the beast? I thought the beast was Milwaukee's best beer. Like, what's he saying? That is the beast. Like this do area? different types of LSD have names? I guess they do, right? Like window pane. I, I never knew the names of any LSD that I was taking. I just put it in my mouth. I always thought they named it according to the picture, if there was a picture. Like the Beavis and Butthead acid or the Alice in Wonderland acid. All right. So this is the beast, I guess he's I taking? I guess this must be the beast. But, okay, I got a text message. I thought... What the fuck? He was just answering a text message while he was calling us. Unacceptable. This is um, this is an outrage. Yeah, actually, I don't care. Fucking took a twenty-two pistol, put it in the chamber, one bullet in the chamber. Said anyone ever played Russian roulette? Twirled it, put it to his head, pulled the trigger. As me and my other friend are flipping shit, and then he does it again, and then the third time, he twirls it around, points it at the water bottle. It says, hey, Mr. Water Bottle, would you like to die? And he said, no! In which case, he proceeded to say, you fucking pussy. Twirl it again, put it to his head, and says, well, I guess I don't need to play anymore because Jesus. Mr. Water Bottle chickened the, chickened the fuck out. At which point, he just reloads the entire thing, puts it in the holster, and hands it to me, which I pretty much fucking hit it the best I could. I was not going to let that shit happen again. But I just figured, is there any other person that would be worth the trip with? That was fucking scary. Peace out. You guys are fucking retarded or something. I don't know. (laughs) God, dude. That's like watching guys. It's like the the LSD version of Deer Hunter. Yeah. Could you imagine? But first of all, why was there a twenty two even there when you're tripping? Yeah. Remove all weaponry from the premises when you're going to trip. I mean, who's who are they hanging out with? Like Tupac? Should or have soft, like... soft, comfortable clothing on, no sharp edges anywhere. Does this guy? Yeah, in a padded room. Does this guy like just they hang out with a guy that carries a twenty-two on him? South Dakota or northern South Dakota, western southern North Dakota, or something like that. People, I That's fully endorse. I fully endorse hallucinogenic drugs. I don't endorse tripping with weapons like knives, anything sharp, guns. Does not a good trip make? Could you imagine no. if you're tripping with somebody, and that the, the bullet did go off, and the guy actually did blow his head off? What What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, you gotta Run. call the cops. I would, no, you dude. I would be, be gone. I would be so gone. Could I couldn't even imagine like trying to call the cops and explaining what happened to them. That's why I always wear gloves when I trip. Have you ever actually had though? Um, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but I've I've actually. I've never, I've never had anything like this egregious, like where someone's just completely fucking insane. But I think everybody has tripped with people that you're like, "Wow, I'll never trip with you again." And usually, it's tripping with your girlfriend. I've never tripped with a girlfriend. Well, I mean, except on like 
ecstasy type drugs, but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I would I, not do LSD or mushrooms with a girlfriend. Never. I'm trying to think about who it was that told me it's like, oh my god, sex is amazing when you're on acid, and and I I, I tripped with my girlfriend thinking that we're we didn't have sex. She yeah. basically no, got, just okay, so cried tell me about this her before, before dad. you get too far into this. When somebody told you sex was amazing on acid, you'd done acid before, right? Yeah, no, I had done acid before, and I never really so thought no, about it. So there was no cognitive part of your brain that was like, that doesn't seem right at all. Well, no, I was like, well, I think that's kind of weird, but, you know, I wouldn't mind trying. I always thought ecstasy was kind of the sex drug. She had never done acid. She had done mushrooms. And we started tripping, and all she was doing was crying and talking about her relationship with her father. And I was sitting there like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks because you suck to trip with. And But at, at the same time, I also wasn't like, you know, raging boner, sitting there like, yeah, let's have sex. It's like, I mean, your face is, your eyes moving around your face. You don't look like all that attractive, you know, in the throes of an acid trip. When I'm tripping, I try not to look at my cock even when I'm going to the bathroom because I'll freak out. Like, I don't want to do have anything to do with that that area of my body when I'm tripping. Yeah, one-eyed red willy starts talking to you. Why are uh, you squeezing me? Why are you squeezing me so hard, Wackerly? You never let me go near a vagina. <laughs> um, yeah, don't trip with people with guns. Seriously, Jesus. All right, here's the third call here. This this is actually kind of interesting. Hey, sick and wrong. Uh, disregard my last call. I was talking about episode 262 where you were answering a question about my girlfriend and she was uh, wondering if I was a deranged person because I laughed when she asked if I would be depressed if she died. Uh- okay, I kind of remember this one. This is Yeah, this is a recent show. Some girl called up and said she asked her boyfriend whether or not he would be depressed if she died and he what just started laughing or something right you know and uh i, I don't this quite is rem- the guy in question i think this is the boyfriend here oh uh yeah i think that sparked something in her that caused her to break up with me because Man, pretty soon after sucks. that she started questioning the whole relationship and everything like that and it's pretty uncanny that she even brought up that i'm not marriage material because we were planning on getting married, but I'll have to thank you for that. It's all right. I'm pretty happy about all the free gaming time I have now. All the yeah. free time to watch the porno I could have watched before and play Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's going to get old in about two months. I don't know. Two I mean, years. I don't, I don't <laughs> own an Xbox, but uh, you can't fuck your Xbox. Or no, wackily can. Don't you have the robo cunt like attached to it? <laughs> it's somewhere around here for sure. Um, let's see what happens here. So keep it good. Love the show. Thank you. She's probably listening to this right now anyway. <laughs> you tell her to fuck off, dude. I I would. You gotta get an extra jab in if you're both listening. You know, I don't think she broke up with him solely based on his answer. Well to that it's question. never just about one thing. I think there are lots of things stewing in her female mind. And uh, I'm sure this is just one of the issues. Probably the fact that you play video games all the time had something to do with it and ignore her. Girls do not like that. Girls do not like video games. Yeah. um, Maybe if she was catching you jerking off to uh, RedTube all the time, she probably didn't appreciate that either. Girls Um, do not like that, let me tell you from experience. (laughs) But regardless, dude, you sound way too young to be married. Fuck. 
It's yeah. like if a, if a, you know, you sound like you're like in your early 20s. You should take this as, uh, you know, your, your invitation to go get some more ass, play some video games. I think, uh, I think we kind of gave you your fucking get out of jail free card. Kind of. If you ask me. Uh, people call hey, can sick- you give me your number? <laughs> <laughs> people call Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear what you have to say. We're actually, we've got time for one email, and then we got to get the fuck out of here. Sure. Um, this guy wrote in Darko. He says, I've been listening since the promo. Laugh out loud. And do we still have that promo on our iTunes page? Yeah, people might want to listen to a sample of the show. <laughs> we got to have the promo there. <laughs> what is even on the promo? I don't know. I haven't, I've never listened to an old episode, but I've been thinking about it lately. But I think I'll just get really depressed. Yeah, I, I imagine. You know what we should almost do is we should almost pick apart an old episode and critique ourselves. Be it a might be show. fun or it might be depressing. Somebody, one of the listeners I was talking to, and they said that they listened to an old episode and they were like, oh, you guys were so young. And I was like, what? That was like five years ago. But maybe we do sound really young. Maybe inexperienced in the in the world of podcraftery. In the world of podcraftery, yeah. yeah. I wonder. He goes, you guys rock. This kid loves your podcast, so please air this story. It would mean a lot to him and give him some laughs while he's in the hospital. God, here, here we are doing some charity. I feel like the babe. Yeah. I have to hit two home runs or something for this kid. <laughs> this is kind of like Not the Make-A-Wish Foundation. My wish is that Dean and Lance from Sick and Wrong give me a shout-out on their show. Please. I have cancer. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> and then we're going to be like, goddamn fucking cancer boy, ruining our ratings. Okay. Uh, hey, Dean, Mr. Wacker, I have a story for you guys. It's not wrong, but sick. This happened two days ago. My girlfriend's little brother was riding his bike, and he crashed. But when he crashed and racked himself on top, when he crashed, he racked himself on top of the handlebar. The, the grammar's a little bit fucked up here. It must be Ouch. a 10-year-old. I saw him fall, and I ran over, and he was just screaming. He stood up. And blood gushed down his legs, and there was a huge rip in his shorts in the crotch area. He pulled down his pants, and his nutsack was ripped wide open with his testicles hanging out. Dude, you're making me lose my breakfast here. He passed out, and we took him to the hospital, and they had to remove rust chips and paint paint flakes from inside his nutsack. Turned out the handlebars impaled him through his sack and into his pelvic bone and cracked it. Kid got a bad infection along with all that. Um, P.S. Lance, I recently started watching Battlestar Galactica and I'm hooked. D, <laughs> you're a fucking Jew. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Darko. Well, another guy stating the obvious here. Wow, that's a well, terrible that a story, man. Sort of gratuitous, gory, disgusting story. Yeah, that was just uh, completely vile. Just um, on a side note, though, did uh, you read that story that um, someone, some professor or doctor or something wrote a a book or a medical or an article in a medical journal saying that Michael Jackson was a castrato and that's why his voice remained so high throughout his adult years what like his dad cut his nuts off he didn't have any balls Michael Jackson no balls I picture Michael sack or just no no beans I picture Michael Jackson when he pulled his pants down it was like Naboo in the mighty boost just nothing just skin did you ever see that one where he just like he just says nothing down I there? I remember it that closely, but I thought he had like a candy cane striped dick, and that's how one of the kids identified him. 
<laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I remember that? <laughs> or am he? I thinking of Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought I thought Bill Clinton's dick looked like chocolate cake, and that's why she loved it so much. Um, I don't know, like Michael Jackson, though. I bet you that's. Uh, th- I mean, I bet you a similar situation happened. You know, but I, be- I think it, instead of a bike and being impaled on the handlebars of the bike, it was his dad's shoe. Yeah, Michael then, Jackson never got to ride a bicycle as a child. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was working like ninety percent of the hours of the week trying so, to make his dad money. What I'm confused about is uh, who's in the hospital? The kid with the with the with the castrato here? The kid that has no nuts? Like who who's in the hospital? It might be that kid. The kid? Sorry, kid. Man, dude, you should get some nudicles or something. I think that isn't that what they do when they put like peanut M and M's in your ball sack. Yeah, hopefully so. you can still be beating it off. That'd be the first. What if you got a big testicular injury? How soon would you attempt masturbation? Hmm. God, that would be. I couldn't even imagine. Because you don't want to do it. Head. You don't want to do it too soon and fuck it up, right? But you want to. That's the wor- one thing you're worrying about. Like, am I still going to be able to, like, you know, shoot a load? You remember that hapless fuck that we had on the show that broke his cock? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't jerk off for two months. Oh my god! After but, I mean, the doctor up. specifically told him not to. Right? It wasn't. And he, he was nervous about like pulling his dick off or something. I don't even know what <laughs> this kid would do. God. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Um, people, if you haven't already, go join the Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongforum.com. I just uh, recently read an interesting post, actually. It's fascinating. Uh, Pazuzu. You know that guy Pazuzu on the forum? That's the name of the demon from the Exorcist movies. Yeah, one guy uses that as his, uh, his name. Uh-huh. Uh, he posted it in, I think, the, my thread, the D. Simon thread, that stories from the Landover Baptist Church. The thread's called Judy's Secret Admirer. Do you see uh-huh. that? I no. don't know if that's a real website or if that's in jest or like a parody or something. It seems so over the top that I just don't think it could be real. I but think this, it's in jest. Yeah, I think so too. But this story, whether or not it's in jest, is hilarious. You might as well check it out. And the comments are great, especially that Christian stalker clown. Can't imagine anything creepier than a Christian stalker clown. His name's like Rabuco the Clown or something. Wow. But, um, yeah, people go join up with the forum. There's, like, uh, almost a 1,000 people on there right now. com. I have a comment about the forum. I made a, a request on the forum, and I don't think the forum members are up to it, so I'm going to make a request to the larger listening audience. Somebody needs to start a sick and wrong community Minecraft server because I want to play multiplayer Minecraft with other sick and wrong listeners but I can't. I'm not smart enough to know how to set that up or maintain it. But if somebody does that, I will. I will be on that. You can Minecraft alongside one of the members of this show. <laughs> Wackerly, and you wonder why you haven't been laid in a month. This is not. This is outside <laughs> of the realm of being laid. What I wonder is why I haven't been playing Minecraft, and I haven't been playing because I'm bored. Because it's boring to play it by yourself. So I want somebody to set up a server, and I'll be on it if they tell me how to connect. I guarantee there's more than five listeners out there, at least five listeners, that uh, would be willing to do this. I would hope. No, no. Anyways, that's that's my plea. People, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes. You know what I noticed the other day? I was on iTunes, and I was looking up. I hadn't looked up Sick and Wrong's ranking or anything in a while, and I was just on there. And I noticed we haven't even had a single fucking rating this month no comments really? this month the last one was like in uh, february like 27th or something 
Maybe I'm hurt. Maybe we're getting bored of the show. No, I'm hurt. No, people are still listening. I'm just really hurt. And I'm not hurt for me. I'm hurt for my dear friend and co-host, Lance Wackerly. Really? Yeah, dude. They have forsaken you on your month of your birthday. This is your birthday <laughs> month. And they have That's true. forsaken you. It's like, do, do you, I mean, do people not love Wackerly? Are you saying it's my wish? fault? No, I'm just saying. It's like, uh, I feel that uh, people should express some love for you by going and leaving us uh, iTunes rating. This is your birthday month. I don't know. It's true. Maybe. I, I agree with you. Well, we'll see. But uh, seriously, we need to get some March ratings up there. God, it, 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 like I, I, was, I was crying. I was so upset. Oh, I, and then I had my, uh, my, onion, my onion bag <laughs> over my face <laughs> while I was looking at iTunes. Is that how you jerk off now with a bag of onions <laughs> over your head? Be careful, though. I don't want you Dar- David Carradineing out. Dude, it's the only way I can get off these days. I mean, uh, you know, I tried it once, and God, hugest load I've ever had. There's cum everywhere, just dripping off the ceiling. Onion flavored cum. <laughs> Onion cum. Oh boy. Also, people buy a T-shirt at the Cigarong store. You got to make an announcement. We're out of mediums and smalls, and I'm not going to reprint these shirts. We have we have several larges and extra larges left, and then we're going to do a. a um, we're obviously going to have to order some more shirts. So we still have some larges and extra larges. This is the last time you're going to be able to order the classic Sick and Wrong t-shirt design. This is a reprint of the uh, first Sick and Wrong tee. So people, yeah, don't order a medium or a small. Just order a large or extra large. I don't know. Eat some cupcakes. Gain some weight. Go to the yeah. Sick and Wrong store at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Oystein from Norway. I mean, you know I'm not pronouncing that right, but Probably is this not. even a fucking letter? It's like a zero with a slash through it. What the fuck is that? It's not a letter. I don't know. I don't know how how you'd say that. I, I know he's told us in the past, but I have no idea. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, longtime listener, since episode twenty or something, love the show. A few episodes back, you're going on about D's minions, a group of retarded assassins. I meant to send you this suggestion for song of the week earlier, but forgot. Anyway, my suggestion is Mongo Ninja, a punk metal rock band from Norway." The name of the band made me think of D, and the title of their latest album, No Cunt for Old Men, made me think of Lance. <laughs> the song Great. is called Broken Cock. It's like, uh, I think we're going to dedicate this song to Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted to come back on the show and actually talk about how his dick has been healed now. Did I ever tell you about is that? Is this just going to be an excuse for him to talk about like all the girls he's shagged recently and brag? I, don't, you know, I, ran, into, uh, I ran into him at the bar. And uh, he was like, dude, you never had me back on my show, uh, on your show to talk about how my dick has been healed. And this is like, I mean, God, when he broke his cock like three years ago or something. And I told him, <laughs> I was like, you know what, Tom, we really don't care. It's not funny. It's not funny that your dick works now and you can fuck chicks. It's funny that your dick was broken while you're fucking a chick. That's funny. Unless it, unless it healed in a funny way. Like it, it's in a funny shape. Yeah, if it's like fucking like banana shaped like angle angular dick or something. Yeah, no, I don't know. He was like, no, it's perfectly normal. It's like, why would we have you on the on the show, dude? Yeah, I don't, it's I don't not, get it. It's not like the medical, you know, recovery show. It's the med- medical oddity show. Exactly. So uh, we're gonna dedicate this song though. Thank you, Oystein from Norway, for sending this in. Uh, Broken cock by the band Mongo Ninja. It's gonna be the second rock song of the week, dedicated to uh, Thomas, who actually did break his cock. People, we'll be back next week with episode 269. Until um, then, take a sweetie. Good night. Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. 